Hey, listener, this is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We are actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to UpMyInfluence.com slash guest. Let's get on with the show. All right. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to The Thoughtful Entrepreneur. I'm your host, Jen Amos. And today I have with me money coach and founder of Beyond Money, Kate Grayson. Um, if you want to learn more about Kate and her company, Beyond Money, visit beyondmoney.co. Kate, welcome to the show. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to be here with all of you. Yeah, absolutely. I We're already talking about this offline, so I thought I would jump into this. I really like the name Beyond Money because as I was learning a little bit more about you and on your website, um, your philosophy is to, or your, your, your focus when you work with your clients is to balance your life and not just your bank account. Let's open up with that. Explain to us what you mean by that statement. Balance your life, not just your bank account. Definitely. Because I feel like for me, it goes back to the thing that we always hear of like money doesn't buy happiness. Mm. And obviously I agree with that. Money is not (laughs) the most important thing in any of our lives or it shouldn't be, but Mm -hmm. money is required for almost everything that we value. You know, it's required for going to visit family, for caring for your children, for starting a business, Mm -hmm. for supporting businesses and organizations you believe in, you know, money is required for all of this. Mm -hmm. Um, So to me, it's really about acknowledging that money is a really powerful tool to build your ideal life. And it's not just about the money, but getting the money in place gives you the space to really live and expand your life in the ways that you want to. Yeah. I I always feel like there's this constant tug of, war, tug of war when it comes to our people's perception of money. They think, oh, if I want money, that must mean I'm evil, you know, or if I want money, like I have to give up something, you know? And, um, and, and so I like your response that it's like, you know, you know, happiness, money doesn't lead to happiness, but it's a part of it. You know, it, it's, it's an important part of it. And knowing how to, um, you know, find that balance or find, find that happy medium so that, you know, your finances are in alignment with, you know, the way that you want to live your life. Definitely. That's such a good way of putting it. I could not agree more. <laughs> okay, good. I was like, I'm glad that I said that in a way, <laughs> in a way that made sense. Uh, but Kate, let me know. Uh, so with Beyond Money, um, you work with a uh, specific clients. You like to focus on six-figure clients. Uh, tell tell me more about that. Um, what do these clients look like? Yeah, definitely. So I think that there is a big misconception in our society in general that once you hit a certain you know salary or financial level, that everything's great in your life. Mm-hmm. And the more that I, especially when I was starting my business, like dug in with people, um, I realized that so many of the people I knew who looked like they had perfect lives on the exterior. Inside, we're really, really struggling with um, a lot of financial stress, a lot of financial issues and anxieties. And yes, they were, you know, lawyers or accountants or physicians earning these great salaries. But underneath that, we're living paycheck to paycheck in a lot of debt. And, you know, it, it produces so much shame that, you know, we don't usually tell our friends or our family or anybody about, um, these issues that we're facing, especially when we're in sort of a higher salary bracket, it produces even more shame to not be like, quote, managing it well. And um, so I just really love and really cherish being able to be somebody that people trust with that, with these really insecure, you know, aspects of our lives and um, helping folks turn it around so that they can 
you know, use this great income that they're earning in order to be a really positive member of their community and of their, of their families. Because when you're in like the stress of the day-to-day financial struggle, like transferring money between accounts, you know, what's the saying, like stealing from Peter to pay Paul or whatever, Um, (laughs) you know, it's, you don't have the emotional capacity to really expand beyond that. And so getting people from the sort of stress fight or flight about money to a more expansive position is what I really love to do. Yeah. I really like how um, you focus on the emotional side of money because, you know, whether we like it or not, we all have a very emotional relationship with money. And it seems like, you know, that phrase, more money, more problems (laughs) is what they say. But yeah, I think it's like when you start to earn a certain um, level of income, you uh, have to, you, you feel compelled to hold yourself a certain way and say like, oh, I should know how to manage my money. But sometimes people are just more broke at a higher level. Like they make more money, they spend more money. Right. And then before you know it, they're dealing with all this debt and they don't know, they, they can't talk to their friends and family because they've already created this picturesque, uh, type of lifestyle. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's just, it's quite interesting. So for you to kind of go backstage with them and really deal with those insecurities, I think is, um, is astounding. How did you find yourself, um, you know, uh, reaching out to them or even identifying like, Oh, like this is what they're really going through and I want to help them. Yeah. So it really started with my like personal journey to this. Mm-hmm. Um, several years ago, I was, um, you know, in a successful, good, high earning career and mm. thought like, felt like the world was my oyster. And then I was diagnosed with chronic Lyme disease and I had to wow. really abruptly leave my job and career and, you know, went from earning good money to suddenly being an unemployed full-time patient. And mm. I really began, you know, to experience fortunately for the first time in my adult life, um, the degree to which financial stress can really eat away at every aspect of your well-being. Um, You know, it just permeates everything. We like to think of money as sort of its own silo, but it it spreads out into every area of your life. If you're stressed about money, it'll affect your work, your marriage, your friendships, your health, all of it. Um, So yeah, just the more that I began digging into my own finances to realign my budget with these new health priorities, um, I just began naturally talking to friends and family more about it and for better or for worse. Um, I'm a very, you know, inquisitive person and people often feel safe and comfortable talking to me about things and I keep asking questions. So I end up just <laughs> getting information. Um, yeah. and yeah, I just began to see that it was, I'm across, I mean, even into income levels that, any of us, I mean, millions of dollars that you would truly think like, wow, they are set, Yeah, um, yeah. had debt and stress and struggle underneath it. And um, for everybody listening, I mean, I think if there's one thing that I really want to make my mission, you know, to, to spread is that this is so much more common than we think it is. And if you're experiencing yeah. this, you are not alone. Um, well over 25% of six-figure earners live paycheck to paycheck. And that is something that we do not understand, you know, we do not realize. So if you're going through financial stress, despite, you know, your successful business or your good career, like you are not alone. Yeah. I think it's a nor it's important to normalize those conversations. Um, this kind of reminds me of when my mom would go gambling and I'm back in the day, she's not, she doesn't do it anymore, but, um, she'd always come home and say how much she made, but she never told us how much she lost. (laughs) You know, and uh, and and I all, it also kind of makes me think about uh, my husband and I. We recently had like two of our 
like uh, biggest months of profit, like back to back, but like, I'm here all excited, but he's like, yeah, but we got a lot of debt to pay off, you know? So yeah. it's, just, it's, it's funny. Like, it's like, I'm hopeful, but he's realistic. Right. <laughs> and just saying like, Hey, it's, it's normal. Like money, that's money. Like money is complicated. Um, and you know, what are you going to do? It just, just nor I think normalizing is what I'm trying to say, um, is a start of, uh, reducing that, that sense of shame that like, you know, just because you're making this much, but you have this much debt, it doesn't define you. You know, it, it is like, it's just a part of your financial journey. It, it is what it is. hundred <laughs> percent. And we all have our own journeys and we all have different levels of, um, you know, support and privilege and all of that, that we've received. And we really, really, really can't compare somebody else's exterior to our true, like internal journey around it, because you don't know whose, you know, parents are paying for, you know, the grandkids school, or you I, don't know any of these things about somebody else's life. And you don't know who's in a hundred grand of credit card debt. So yeah. I know it's easier said than done to not compare yourself to your friends, but it really is like a zero sum game. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Stop. Get off of social media, everyone. It's not totally, <laughs> it's not real. Um, it's all, it's all staged. Um, well, Kate, let's talk about, uh, how you like to let's focus on the individual, right. And, and let's help them. I know that you like to fo focus. I know that you like to focus on helping them plan for even a better future. And part of that is creating personal money habits and value driven spending. Um, I like both of those statements, personal money habits and value driven spending. Let's talk about the personal money habits first. Give us some tips that you, that are very common that you give to your clients. Yeah. So I like to think of it as, I mean, hyper-individualized. So I never mm. give the same clients the same advice mm. because I love that. I think that that's where, you know, a lot of financial advice has gone wrong is that we can all Google, you know, what are 10 things I should be doing for my money? And it'll give you 10 tips. But, you know, if, if they're not individual to you, if they're not things that you can follow, then what good are they? You know, right. so I, I would say that my first like money tip for anybody always is to truly understand what you're spending. Mm. And I don't mean this in like a flippant way. I, I really do mean it to like track your, your spending for a period of time, because none of us, I have yet to meet one single client that has correctly guessed what they're spending because mm. we just don't know. And right. you can't decide what you want to cut back on, what you want to prioritize any of that without actually understanding what is going out of your bank account every day. Yeah, yeah for sure. That's one. I don't really pay attention. I mean, I'm ashamed to say I don't really pay attention to what I spend until I look until I do taxes <laughs> and I see, okay, what can I write off? Like 2020, I didn't really go to a lot of coffee shops. So I can't write off like a lot of food or, uh, you know, meals and entertainment kind of thing. But no, I think that's good is to pay attention to your spending. And you also mentioned value-driven spending. So tell me about that. I'm, I'm, you're the first person that has kind of put those words all together, value-driven spending. And, and in my reality, at least. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, this is really like the most important component of a sustainable financial plan, in my opinion, because none of us can afford everything. I mean, no matter how much you're making, our desires always expand to match our expanded salaries. Um, yeah. So none of us can ever have everything. And so to me, value-driven spending is really about figuring out what spending, what things in your life are providing you with the maximum value, the maximum benefits. What are What is most important to you? Mm -hmm. And we want to focus your spending there. Mm -hmm. And and then we want to cut back your spending in the things that are actually not very important to you. Yeah. Because 
I think where budgeting goes wrong is that we try and cut back in all of the categories. So then it feels like a restrictive diet and it feels, yeah. you know, scary and not fun and like you're being held back. But when it's value driven, what you're doing is you're saying, I can freely spend on going to coffee shops or going mm-hmm. on, you know, international vacations or whatever. And those are the things that are most important to me. And I'm setting up my budget so I can spend totally freely on those. And all I have to do to achieve that is cut back on, you know, going to, let's say concerts and sporting events and stuff, because maybe that's something that you do because you grew up doing it, but it's not actually something that's super important to you. So I don't know. These are just random examples, but what what comes to mind for me is when I started off in business, um, I had to allocate my money and my business obviously, but I had to think about um, what do I have to reallocate from? And I actually grew up as um, a video gamer because my, my, my parents were always working and, and that's just our thing. My dad was in the games. My brother was in the games. Therefore I was in the games. It just kind of trickled down (laughs) in the family. And I remember there was a point where I was like, okay, I want to grow my business, but I can't keep buying video games, you know? So that's what I think about when you're saying like, you know, what, what's really important to you right now? Like that was important maybe growing up, but is that really, um, helping you propel forward in life if you continue to spend that? And I think sometimes we just, you know, uh, candidly spend without thinking, you know, just out of habit. Right. So I really like that you, um, focus on value driven spending and really get people to reevaluate. Like, what am I, why am I, why do I keep buying that? Like, I don't, I really don't need that. Like that's just out of habit, you know, like driving to Starbucks and just getting a coffee just to get a coffee, even though we have like coffee at home, you know, it's just like, Oh, it's just there. It's just out of habit, but you don't have to. And then conversely, just the other side of that, like when I was um, sick with Lyme disease, getting coffee out every day was, a really, really, really important part of my life because Mm. it was usually the one time I would leave my house um, because I was, I mean, I was sleeping like 15 hours a day. I was super sick. And so just walking those two blocks to go get coffee was actually like the literal most important part of my day. And, and so it's just, but then now I'm healthy, working, living a life again. And so I make coffee at home now because I don't need that like that's not the reason I'm getting outside anymore. So yeah. I think the same as your video games, mm-hmm. um, being aware of when your priorities and your needs in life shift and then shifting your budget accordingly as well. Yeah. I think that's really important is knowing that either your value-driven spending is um, it'll evolve in time. Do you have any recommendation? Or of course, I'm sure this depends on the client, but is there any time of the year that you should kind of reevaluate that? Like whether it's quarterly, annually, um, any tips on that? So I would say that anytime is the right time to start your um, financial journey or financial planning. Like if you haven't really checked in about your your money or your budget or anything in several years, like start today. Don't wait until you know the next quarter or something like that. But if you already have it all in check, then I think it's something that you want to continue working on monthly. You know, mm-hmm. I, I don't think that it's it probably won't have any radical changes month to month. You know, you're not going to one month super prioritize buying a fancy house and then the next month super <laughs> prioritize traveling. I mean, you know, yeah, but yeah. but staying super like intimately familiar with it so that it ebbs and flows with your life is yeah. so much easier than having to make like, you know, radical in-depth, you know, investigations and changes and stuff once a year or something. 
Yeah. I love that. Just, uh, it's kind of like, um, new resolutions. Like you don't just set it and forget it. Like you kind of reevaluate it, uh, consistently, um, you know, whether it's once a month or whatever, but basically consistently more so than just kind of putting it off aside. <laughs> and then sure. you wonder yeah. why don't you're going just back. wait until and only do it at like tax time every year. Exactly. That's not yeah. going to help you. <laughs> yeah. That that's advice for me. I will take that advice. <laughs> um, awesome. Well, Kate, I want to shift gears here, but before I do anything else you want people to know about your company beyond money. No, I mean, just, I think that we covered tons of it. I think just um, remembering that everybody is deserving of custom financial help. You know, it's something that we, that our, that our society in the financial service industry has traditionally reserved for the super wealthy, the people that already have tons of assets. Um, But I want everybody to remember that in order to build those assets, you need to work on your money now. You know, the assets aren't going to appear overnight um, unless you figure out your money now. So Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, just remember that even if you don't have a million dollars or something, you are still, you know, worthy of investing in your financial life. Beautifully said. And I do know that you have a free download on your website, seven tips to boost your bank account. Let us know what that's about so we can encourage the listeners to download it. Yeah. So I think that any financial journey, any journey at all is um, best helped by some quick wins and some like building some momentum. And so these seven tips are just meant to be like super quick, fast things that you can implement today that will give you that needed like boost and momentum because figuring out your money is not the easiest thing. It's something that we usually like try and push off and push off and push off. But my, my hope with this download is that you know, these tips will give you some early successes that all of us would need to then continue the, the hard work of, uh, figuring out our money. Fantastic. I love it. Well, Kate, I feel like you shared a wealth of knowledge on our show today. I want to thank you again for being here on the thoughtful entrepreneur. Thank you so much. It was so lovely to be here with you today. Cool. Cool. And again, to our listeners, this is Kate Grayson, who is a money coach and founder of beyond money. You can learn more about her and get that ebook download at our website, beyondmoney.co. Thank you all so much for joining us. And we'll chat with you in the next episode. Tune in next time. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag UpMyInfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans, totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. 
Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thank you.